three, two, one. Boom, and welcome back to the Intrinsic Podcast. Woo! I am excited to be here today. Oh, yeah. My name is Juan. My name is Omar. And this will be our last podcast for the 2020 year. And woo, I'm on a vibe. I'm feeling excited. I'm getting ready to getting ready to go. Oh yeah, you ready? You feeling the you feeling the vibes? I'm feeling the vibes. And we're gonna have a great podcast for you guys tonight. We're gonna start with talking about appreciation. Then we're gonna move on to emotions, being a little bit more in touch with your emotions. After that, we're gonna talk about perspective. That will be a little bit of a 2020 reflection type of section. And then we're going to talk about time and energy investments. And of course, as always, we will finish up with the... Wow. Wow, the words of wisdom. Yeah, baby. So let's get started. We wanted to start this podcast with appreciation. I think the most important thing heading into not just the new year, I think there's a little bit, in my opinion, too much hype behind... New Year's and New Year's resolutions and all this sort of stuff. We have to look up, we have to look at it in terms of a new month, a new day, a new morning, a new night, and really take opportunity to change wherever we can. Uh, but absolutely. With that being said, we understand that New Year's resolutions are pretty useful, and they are a good starting fo- point for a lot of people. And we believe appreciation before starting the new year is sort of the correct path of going down before actually making those changes. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, let's take a look back at this past year, what it's brought us, what we've already had going into the year, what we maintained throughout the year, and ultimately what we've ended the year with. It's not necessarily of, oh, I want more, can I get more? It's let's take a look at what we already have what we've been able to maintain and appreciate it and understand that, you know, like anybody else, some people have less and we're always looking at the person, you know, above us, like, oh, we want more, we want what they have. But at the same time, we're in the position, everybody's always in the position of where they have somebody below them looking up at them, right? So take a step back and appreciate what you've been able to maintain so far in this year, considering everything that's been happening and value it and really treasure it yeah within society i don't think i'm the only one in saying this that we tend to get into this kind of 100 mile per hour mentality of like what's the next thing what's the next thing what's the next email i have to check the next client i have to work with what's the next thing and so we're always looking towards the next thing which can be a good thing we're always trying to improve that's a great thing to have but also it's very important to sometimes take a step back And in taking that step back, you give yourself an opportunity to better understand your life. Who do I have around me? What do I have in my life that makes me happy? And from there, you'll be able to move into actually changing your life and realizing, okay, I'm I'm really appreciative of where I am and these are the other things that I don't have in my life. So this is the direction that I should head into. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Now I have to ask you, what what is something that you really appreciate that you've had and been able to maintain throughout this 2020 year? Oh, that is a good question. I'd say 
I'd say two two things. Okay. Uh, number one would be my friends and family. Mm-hmm. I think, as everyone has dealt with during this pandemic, you feel weird. This is this is a weird times we're living in, and having your friends and family there to talk to talk to and to discuss and really just to get things off your chest is a super valuable thing and something I'm super appreciative of. Yeah. And the next thing would be being consistent in working out and phys- being physically active because there have been a lot of times during this year when like I said like everyone else I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed like fuck like I wish I could go do this. I love traveling, and so I, I, I don't have that same opportunity to travel right yeah. now. And so, beyond seeking different sort of exhausts and reading and adopting different hobbies, I'm just really appreciative of being able to have a little mini gym in my garage that I can go in there, you know, do some basic deadlifts, some chest, some bench press, and just forget about things. I think it's just the time in my day where I don't have to worry necessarily about anything else. I just have to worry about just the task at just hand, the task at hand, lift the weight. Yeah. And it's at your disposal. No, that makes perfect sense. I like that. What about yourself? Um, I would say probably like my, like mental fortitude, you know, like my okay. capacity to adapt to all the situations I've been enduring during this past year, I think that's what I appreciate the most. You know, I, I think for me it goes without saying, you know, I, I'm very appreciative of my friends, my family, um, people in general. But for me, what I appreciate the most is just the the mindset I've been able to acquire and I've been working on and, and maintaining because that's literally what's gotten me through this year. Had it not been for that, I'd probably be in a, very very different place right now um you know i've had my personal struggles my personal battles and yeah i mean i'd be nowhere without like that that mentality mentality the the strength to to persevere to continue uh constantly chipping away at something you know constantly working towards that uh that end goal so yeah probably that and is that mental fortitude is that are you referring to that in the sense of the mental fortitude that you've built through multiple years of your life or something that you've just kind of recently uh, really become conscious of? Uh, I, I definitely think it's something more so recently. Um, I think it'd be fair to say that before 2020, it was basically non-existent. Yeah. Um, maybe the foundation was there, but it was never built upon. And until this year, I really, really took it amongst myself to build upon that. Um, as I've discussed previously, with the help of you know yourself and other friends, and a few strangers that I've just kind of met uh, here and there, that kind of just gave me some tips that that went a long way. Um, yeah, it's 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 basically been just really 2020, um, and I think I appreciate the year 2020 in general. I think a lot of people think of it as a, oh, this is this year's trash. It's horrible. You know, like everything's shit. Yeah. But in my opinion, it's probably one of the best years I've had in a long time because this is the year where I really started to 
build upon something that I hadn't never worked towards in a long time. Um, it's a year where I took myself seriously, where I sought out help so I could improve. Uh, yeah, I think 2020, I mean, with all things considered, has been a great year. <clears throat> that's that's really interesting because I I agree with you and previous to you saying that I, I didn't know if I would if I would agree with you on that but for the same reason I'm I'm actually really thankful and appreciative of 2020 because towards like August and September I knew that this year would be a really difficult one yeah but I'm always appreciative of a good challenge. But now that you say it, it's really beyond just a good challenge. This year has been a challenge. But as you've said, more than a challenge, it's been an opportunity to reflect upon your life, everything that you've done before. Not necessarily f- specific to us, but I know other people who have lived I've heard a lot of stories that they've lived a life that they haven't been happy with yeah. up to now. And being in quarantine, being locked down forces you to just be within yourself, be within the small group of friends and family that you've chosen to surround yourself with. Right. And for a lot of people, they're beginning to realize I've made a mistake. I, don't, I really don't want these people around me, whether it be friends or family, because You've had time to reflect, right? We've had, if one thing that 2020 has given us, it's given us time to reflect, stay in our rooms, and just figure out where our life is headed. Yeah. And that's something that really would not be true, I think, about most years, unless you are personally, unless you're personally conscious and self-aware and constantly reflecting, trying to think about things that you could approve upon yourself. Yeah, like we discussed in this previous podcast, number five, check it out. <laughs> a little self-shout-out. Uh, yeah, I mean, those three st- those three steps that we discussed are critical to self-improvement and getting ahead in this, in this journey that we call life. And, yeah, I think 2020 has been great in, in that aspect because it's really allowed me, I mean, I could say for you as well, to really start building upon something, uh, maybe me more so start the process, you continuing the process. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting when you hear from people like you're saying, take th- taking 2020 to account and saying, ah, this this is a horrible year. Like everything's everything's horrible. Everything's coming to a shit show. It's the world is ending as we know it, and it's that perspective. It's that point of view that reflects onto the year. The year itself could have been a great year, but as soon as you gave your reflection, your point of view, you reflected that onto the year. Now it's, yeah, I mean, it's going to very much become that, but it's that men- mentality, that point of view that really sets things into into place. And the way I learned my personal lesson as to like how to improve like everything, it's like, I couldn't receive help until I wanted to help myself, right? Absolutely. Once you get that down that, hey, I need help. I want to help myself. I want to get ahead. That's when you can really truly start accepting help from the outside. But you need to have that inside of you and say, 
I would need to help myself. I want to help myself. I want to get ahead. Then you can start the process. But until you accept that, you're not going anywhere, right? And so for me, in my case, I accepted that. And I could, I could say to people openly, I need help. I, I need to reach out. I need some support. And basically, that, you That's know, extremely valuable. Yeah, help just came flooding in. And that's where I was able to build. And that's why 2020 is so important for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I try to give people tips or little nudges here and there. But it's so weird when I literally see a reflection of my previous self when I'm talking to these people. Because yeah. I was, I don't want to say I was super close-minded, but I was a downer. I was like, nah, this is shit. Like, nah, I'm over it. Like, I don't even want to work towards it. Or, yeah, we'll get to it eventually. Yeah, maybe someday, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, these people are just, I don't know. It's like we're living in the same town. We're around similar people, but we don't live in the same world because they're looking at it from a different point yeah. of view through a different lens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For me, and I'll ask you this question as well, my favorite part of 2020 has been the diversity of it. Yeah. The fact that me personally, that the year started off great. I was, as everyone, super hopeful. I was graduating that semester, or that, yeah, that semester. I was going to go travel to four or five different places around the world, something I love to do, travel. Looking forward towards a NASA internship. Just looking forward towards a lot of things. And... That was super cool, and I remember talking to you and telling you how excited I was about all these things. And right then the pandemic happening, kind of throwing everything into limbo, and then slowly now, you know, August, September, October, the pandemic still being here and having to adapt. And now with only a few days left in 2020, reflecting back on it. Yeah. So the thing that I appreciate most about 2020 is it was just a lot of stuff. And I know for a lot of people, it may be overwhelming, you know, with the with the Black Lives Matter protests, with the election, a lot of things going on. I appreciate the fact that there was a lot of awakening in this year. A lot of people, like I said, reflecting and just coming to terms to coming to terms with who they are, who their friends are, who their family is, what their country is. Yeah. And acknowledging that, owning up to it, and hopefully leading towards 2021, 2022, and every year after to be years of growth. It's all stemming from 2020. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the part that you are saying about people awakening, I mean... Yeah, that's that's important, but even even I think at the very least, people just questioning, right? Yeah. Because for the longest time, people were just completely stagnant in their lives. They just kind of accepted everything that came their way. Uh, yes, no, yes, no. There was never a, wait, what's happening here? Or why is this happening? Or let me take a step back. Let me think about this. Let me really question and analyze what's going on or what direction my life is taking or somebody else's life is taking. I think that's what was really... Uh, I guess eye-opening for me was when I started seeing people, you know, around me really start to question things. I was like, yes, like we're on that 
similar energy level. Like, let's question things. Yeah. Let's not just take everything for what it's presented to us as, right? Yeah. But what's what's your what's been your favorite part or or parts of twenty twenty? Well, for me, I came into the year lost. I had kind of lost myself, and ending the year, I've reacquainted with myself. I've reconnected with my inner soul. Sounds cheesy as fuck. It's like cliche <laughs> as shit, but it's really true. Yeah. I, I really do feel that. And I think that was my favorite part was when I felt that click, that little spark. I was like, oh, I haven't felt this in a long time. Like, I'm, I'm back in the zone. I'm back to where I needed to be. I'm where I left off a long time ago. That was my favorite part for me personally. Um, apart from that, in general, in the sense of like our whole life as a whole, the world as a whole, I think just that where people were questioning things. I was, yeah, I was really surprised that people uh, started questioning things so much. Um, I think it was also kind of inevit- inevitable due to so many things happening at once. Like you're saying, the there was so many things happening at once. People were forced to look in different directions, not just a single thing. Yeah, that's that's probably it for me. It's just people were questioning. People were starting to ask the right questions. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's something that's super common in the States, but I'm sure it's a thing among people around the world where... If you're doing all right with your life, if you're earning a good amount of money, you just bought a new house, you tend to be very short-sighted in the sense of your life, your country, and the world because your own little bubble that you live in is okay. Yeah. And even if the world outside of that bubble is burning, you're okay. Yeah, yeah, you don't give a fuck. (laughs) And what this year has done is it's popped a lot of those bubbles. Yeah. And it's let a lot of the stuff that people aren't very conscious of into their lives. And like I said, I think I can only speak for living in the United States, but we tend to constantly question our politics, our politicians, this thing, that thing. Their backgrounds. Yeah. But this year, I think out of every year, has really put into context a couple of different things. One, what sort of political system do we live in? Two, who are these people that are making the choices for us? Mm-hmm. And three, what is my place in all of this? And that third one, those two are, the first two are super important, but that third one, I think, is the most important one because, like I said, we may question politics, we may question politicians, but if your life is fine, you don't ever put yourself into that equation. The second your life starts sucking, the second you have to wear a mask, the second you have to, you can't go to your favorite restaurant, Yeah. then you start thinking, okay, what the fuck is going on here? What role am I playing in this whole equation, right? Exactly. And whether, regardless of where you stand in political beliefs, regardless of whether you believe in one thing or another, it's forced a lot of people to really reevaluate who is representing them and... Just wake up to the fact that change only happens when you actually take action. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So nicely said. <laughs> that's that's what I'm most thankful for in terms of the country. 
itself. Personally, a lot of other things, but in terms of the country itself, I'm just really happy about that. Yeah. I'll quote Dave Chappelle by saying, I don't know what comedy special it was, but what he said about Donald Trump then was, even though everyone hates Donald Trump, Dave Chappelle was like, I feel like he's the lie we needed to wake everyone up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if yeah, you remember that. Sure. I feel like 2020 is the slap in the face that everyone needed to wake up to what the world is, what their neighborhood, their country, their friends, their family is. What is the world? And 2020 has opened a lot of people's lives, a lot of people's eyes, including my own, to some things. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of other countries looking at the United States would learn a lot about our country just by looking at our president. And it's interesting. We went from an African-American president, uh, you know, our first president of color, such an important moment in our country's history to then Donald Trump, who... Eats ass, I hear. (laughs) Who has no political background and really had no business being in the office with the exception of maybe benefiting himself really isn't that isn't that interesting the fact that we're all of that we're the country that elected our first black president and then right after and then right after we're everything we're all of that we're the good and the bad yeah we're the good and the evil in this world because we're that big in terms of how powerful and important our country is and uh and how it affects the rest of the world yeah we can do amazing things and terrible things yeah and that just goes to show you what kind of people live in this country, you know. It's just, a, yeah. It's a representation. It's it's, it's a reflection a, of it. It's a it's a large gradient of people, from all kinds of different beliefs, from being, from through my travels. Europeans did tend to, <laughs> and as I'm saying this, I'm generalizing them as Europeans, but okay. European people did tend to, kind of categorize all Americans as like one kind of bubble. And then maybe California a little bit separate, but everyone kind of being the same. But really, you go from state to state, and people believe in different things. We're all kind of, I still believe, we're all still towards the middle. Not too left, not too right. Mm-hmm. But the large gradient of people that we have in this country is something that I think other countries often don't understand. Like, why would they do that? It's like, well, you know, a large percentage of people didn't want that, but... It was done because these other politicians that these other people elected are in power. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the uh, disruption in in the political world for our country also has to do with the fact that due to the fact that people aren't directly connected with their own emotions, they project that onto their thoughts and beliefs. And it shows, you know, when they vote, how they react with other people like how you were mentioning people that or these communities are in these little bubbles, right? I see that bubble as a metaphor of like their comfort zone, right? Yeah. They've trapped themselves in this bubble. They don't want any outsiders. They don't want any other people coming in, although they're themselves part of a huge country. But for some reason, this bubble belongs to them. And as soon as they see an outsider from the next town over or a state out, it's all of a sudden they just go completely berserk. They're like threatening 
they want to throw rocks at people. You know, it's it's weird, yeah. but it's because they're not connected with their own emotions. Because somebody who is acquainted with themselves wouldn't reach that measure where they're like, of I'm isolation. Gonna, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go attack somebody because they themselves feel attacked. Yeah. When it's literally just someone's presence that makes these people feel attacked, it's it's really what it is. It's they're not acquainted with themselves at all, and by not connecting with your emotions by continuing to ignore it you just continue to live this life of blaming others blaming other situations blaming the whole world before before you actually blame yourself and that and that, and that is our, our our next uh topic is you know connecting with those emotions and how important and vital it is because it can lead to this kind of disruption where it reflects into our own country right because these people just don't really know themselves that well yeah it's a it's essential to appreciate everything you have and think about how that makes you feel. Think about how the people around you, your state, the government in which you live in, the country, how does that all really make you feel? And I know these may be weird words coming from two guys' mouths, <laughs> Because society has sort of conditioned us, right? The quote is, you know, boys don't cry. You know, emotions are kind of seen as a weakness among males. Yeah. And that's, I think, a really unfortunate thing. Yeah. I think it's it's strange. I mean, females are given this this mold where they're meant to be sensitive, they're meant to be caring, they're meant to be affectionate. And men are given the mold of we're supposed to be very masculine, you know, working with those dirty hands, not getting attached emotionally to anything, being solid as a rock, really. Yeah. Literally just a boulder just sitting, Mm -hmm. you know. And it just, it makes no sense. I think that's, a point of view from a long, long, long time ago that never applied then and still doesn't apply now. But for some reason, it's been carried down. And young boys, as they're growing, they they expect themselves to fill that mold. And they try so hard to fill that mold coming into this world with this perception that they have to be the strongest, most capable man when they're, they themselves are just young boys. And it pushes them to these limits of trying to outdo themselves, you know, boys competing with one another, who's the bigger man, when at the end of the day, neither one of them are. Yeah, to this day, I can't seem to understand how the concept of knowing what you're feeling and being in touch with your emotions came to be known as a weakness Mm -hmm. among men, because... We've spoken in length about this. There are a lot of situations in your life when sometimes you just have to cry. Sometimes life sucks that bad that you have to break down in tears. Yeah. And that's a thing that for some reason is just seen as a weakness. But I, I generally I generally don't understand that because if you suppress it and we've seen you know, I'm sure society has seen this a lot. Men suppressing their emotions doesn't lead to a good thing. 
No. It leads to alcoholism. It leads to drug abuse. Drug abuse. It leads to, you know, parent or dads, you know, abusing their families. It just leads to a lot of problems because you're internalizing something that affects you and makes you angry or sad that much. And just internalizing it, it's not bound to be a good thing when it comes out. No, it's, I remember us talking about this a long time ago. It's essentially a ticking time bomb. Yeah. All that adrenaline paired with all these emotions that have never been properly felt just creates an outburst of emotions. And it not only affects that person individually, in this case, that young boy, it affects all of his loved ones and just innocent bystanders, just random people around him. And unfortunately, we've seen this happen within our school systems where these young kids take it amongst themselves to either find a weapon or, or, or just find a way to transfer these emotions from the inside of their body outwardly without speaking about it, but instead trying to cast this, it's, it's, this, it's like an inner darkness onto everybody else. It's, it's really sad. And that's the main reason why it's so important to become attached to wanting that philosophy of wanting to feel those emotions, giving yourself the opportunity to feel those emotions, speaking about it, seeking help, whether it's through a therapist, a parent, a mentor, or just a friend, somebody who's your age, whoever it may be. It's just important to really discuss what you're feeling because, I mean, both boys and girls at a young age, you're put in this world with very little direction. You follow your parents' footsteps, but even they aren't perfect. And sometimes there's miscalculations. Sometimes there's misunderstandings. And there's nothing more important in life than communication. It's, it's what keeps us connected. It's what helps us understand each other and understand ourselves. This is a difficult question, so I don't know if you can answer it, but I'm genuinely just curious, how did this come to be? How, how did emotions suddenly, how were how emotions suddenly categorized as a weakness? And specifically a weakness for men because I think women do get a more preferential treatment in terms of emotions at least. Yeah. In terms of if uh, two girls are crying and they're talking to each other about their problems, society doesn't look at that and be like, oh, what are you doing? Like, okay, that's great. That's great. You know, talk about your problems, figure them out, and then work through it. Like, you go, girl. No no one ever ever does that for guys. Where do you think that that genuinely just confuses me where that came from. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I could answer that. I mean, like I said, I think it's a philosophy or some point of view from a long time ago, but it just it didn't apply then and it still doesn't apply now. I mean, I don't, I don't know how people could possibly think something like that. And I'm, I also want to point this out. I mean, not, not to say that, that girls don't also feel sometimes like disrespected or, oh, of or misunderstood. Uh, but we're just focusing on this specifically because... Specifically, you know, yeah, we're specifically talking about emotions. Throughout my whole life, I've always been very connected to my emotions, maybe not as open to talk about them, 
but I've always been very connected to them. I would feel them, and I'd sometimes they they take over. You know, you'd cry, you yell, etc. But over time, I found that a lot of my friends had similar issues, or they themselves were kind of a little bit lost in what they were feeling. And it's just like I said, that communication is just like, oh, you feel that too? Yeah, I was wondering what that was. This feels weird. Like, I don't know what this is. And just communicating to understand what that is, you know, for your for yourselves, for each other. And, yeah, I, I think I remember, like, it would be more so like when I'd be at a, a soccer game when I was younger. And you could tell a difference between fathers or parents that were more understanding or more compassionate towards their their child of feeling emotions and those who weren't because there would be some parents out there yelling at their kid like crazy, like, like, you better get that ball. What are you doing? Don't let him beat you. You know, like all these weird, like just like super yeah. aggressive. Like this is like a 12, 13-year-old kid, maybe even younger. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're screaming at him like crazy. And you're just like, whoa, what is going on here? And then you see that kid, he comes off the field with his head down. He goes to his parents, like, they don't give him a pat on the back or nothing. They're just like, do better, do more work. You're not doing it right. You're not doing enough. And you'd see other parents like, hey, good job. Like, here's a snack. Like, oh, you look great out there. Like, oh, you're running so hard out there. Like, good job. And it was just so strange. It's like there's two different sides to this, but we're all in the same game. And that's a perfect metaphor to life. It's like there's two sides to this, you know. But why do we act like it's it's not a thing? Like, we're all in this game of life together. Like, you can be weak or, you know, you can choose to show your weakness or you can sh- choose not to show it, but it, it's still there. It's still a thing. You can't pretend like it's not there. It's just some people have chosen not to show it or some people have chosen not to discuss it, communicate it, but it's still there. It's not like it doesn't exist, right? Yeah. I, I asked that question because a genuine fear I have is that the psychological repercussions of a year like 2020 are going to are going to continue on for quite a quite a few years that's the fear i have because mm. we're talking about emotions we're talking about both men and women boys and girls being in touch with your emotions realizing how you feel about certain things and now in our present situation we're in a year that notoriously has resulted in some sad, some angry emotions coming from except government protests, your own life. And with a year like 2020 that has had as many emotional, that has had such a strong emotional toll on us, my fear is that in 2021, 2022, 2023, in the years after 2020, the psychological repercussions of people feeling all these things in 2020, but then only repressing them and thinking, oh, well, you know, it's just for a year. Next year, everything's going to be fine. When really you go to next year and you realize, okay, all that stuff I never dealt with last year that bothered me, really, really bothered me, made me sad, made me cry, actually suppressed all of that. And now you're carrying this weight, this emotional baggage, that you're either going to have to drop off along the way or it's going to slow you down for the rest of your life. 
And so that's my fear. That's my fear, my primary fear about 2020, I would say, more so than the pandemic, more so than election, politics, racial issues, everything. They're all serious problems. But my main concern has been if people aren't taught how to deal with a year like this, what's to stop another year like this happening and then there being worse psychological repercussions? Yeah, I think that's very true. I mean, just alone the fact that, that kids weren't going to school, they're at home all day long, just on the computer. It's like this disconnection from any actual social interactions, more so the kids within their class, right, who they bond with over these years. I mean, eventually they graduate high school or they move out of their town, they never see them again, but it's it's these interactions, these experiences that they, they have at this young age that they take with them, you know, because then it's that knowledge of, oh, I remember this one time this girl pulled my hair and, like, I knew that I was mad and I punched her in the face. Now I know not to do that. You know, it's like these little simple little things that you learn at a young age that you take with yourself for the future years. And people are missing out on that. You know, these young kids are missing out on those interactions. Uh, and that, I think, is going to it's gonna have an emotional toll. They're not going to know how to act with one another. There's going to be certain spots in their little timeline that are missing those certain experiences are robbed because they won't really have any time to make that up when are they going to make that time up the next year comes and they're in the next grade and now they're in the next school the next whatever and there's no time to make that stuff up yeah my my main concern from this really sprung up sprung up a couple of months ago and the statistic that i think should scare most people is during this pandemic alcohol consumption has risen by like 37 percent. i saw that and in a public health from a public health perspective that's the real problem here yeah because you didn't right you didn't have the percentage of people going to therapists go up you had the alcohol consumption go up self-medication that is a scary thing for me. It's alarming. Because as we've spoken, alcohol and drugs and all that sort of stuff is an exhaust that people go to that only leads to more problems. Yeah, it doesn't solve anything. So that's been my my, my primary concern from 2020 and from the psychology of us that we've lived through a year like 2020. Yeah, yeah. No, that that definitely does worry me. I, I did see that, and I was uh, I was discussing this actually with my mom. I was discussing COVID, and and I was telling her, I mean, it's the virus is real. It's very much a thing, but the media, social media, these TV networks have also kind of projected it out to be something that it's not quite. I kind of disagree with how they've really promoted coronavirus. Uh, I wouldn't even see it so much as, uh, you know, warning people. It, it seemed more of like a promotion. It seemed like like a commercial that they're they're constantly playing, like, hey, COVID, hey, COVID, hey, COVID, you know? And we should be aware of it, but I don't know. There, there was just something about it that just seemed wrong to me. 
because there was so much negativity coming from it that you just turn on the TV, bam, coronavirus, bam, coronavirus, another person dead, coronavirus. And I, I just, I didn't, I didn't like that. I think, uh, it just, I don't know. I disagreed with it being uh, projected on the TV so much. And I told my mom, I was like, look, I'm not saying the coronavirus isn't a thing, but there's so many other things happening out there in the world that should be reported on, including, including positive things that will change people's perspective. That'll give us, it'll shed a little bit more light on our lives in such a dark time. And I told her, I think the deaths behind coronavirus aren't because of or due to the virus itself. It's what it's brought. It's what it's projected onto people where people are now limited as far as their income or they have no income. People have been trapped in their houses and it, and it leads them to taking drastic measures. In this case, like you were saying, like alcohol consumption or abuse really, as well as drug abuse, you know, just anything as far as like self-medication really and it's it's those extremes that people have reached because of what's going on with the coronavirus and that's what kind of alarms me yeah i think i'm kind of on the fence on that i I partially agree with you and i partially disagree because on one hand every single one of those deaths should be noticed yes should be mentioned and it should be acknowledged because Right, we just see a little number going up, ten thousand, twenty thousand, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, and you think, okay, it's just a number. But every one of that, every one of those numbers is a person, someone's mom, someone's dad, someone's friend, and a cousin. So to an extent, I disagree a little bit because I think every one of those numbers should be counted and you should be prominent in the news media. Now, what I'll say is the problem that a lot of people have with media, and this is both on the left and the right, is the misconception that media is there to inform you. Media is never there to inform you. Right. At the end of the day, CNN, Fox, CSNBC, all of the news outlets, they're a company. Yeah. And a company is made to make profit. Yeah. So, like you said, why don't they have happy stories, things that can have positive influence on people? Because that doesn't make money. It's not in their best interest. Because at the end of the day, they're there to make money. News is kind of a secondary thing. Yeah. And that's why they oftentimes prioritize the negative news. Yeah. Because if you have a news channel that all they really promote is, oh, puppies... And look at this nice person that helped this old lady cross the street. People will watch it, yes. But then you switch on to the next channel and holy shit, there's someone being decapitated and ISIS and there's pandemic and everyone's dying. That captures your attention, unfortunately. I don't know where that comes from as humans, but tragedy and negative things tend to attract us in terms of like, oh, what's going on? What happened to the stock market today when it's frankly irrelevant or there are more positive things in life so i partially partially agree partially disagree with that statement yeah no i i respect that and um and, and that, no that makes sense it's i mean really 
these news channels are more than, more than anything. They're just like an inter- entertainment. They're in the entertainment business. Yeah, it's a, it's a show, really. Yeah, it's a TV show. It's nothing more, nothing less. And, yeah, I mean, the issue that I was having in the beginning, is I re- as I recall, is there was people that were dying with the coronavirus, but that their death was due to another incident, like, say, for example, a car accident, but they did find the coronavirus in them. And supposedly those deaths were being added to the toll for the coronavirus. And I was like, well, how does that make sense? I mean, that's, I mean, first of all, it's not accurate. It's not really depicting the the situation clearly or factually. You're lying to people, you're misinforming. And that's what, but basically I used to kind of like understand the situation from the very beginning. It's, they're just spreading this BS to scare people more than they really need to be. Yes, we should be aware. Yes, we should be informed on what's going on in our world, more specifically our country, our towns, our cities. But we shouldn't be fearful of what's happening. It's, yes, inform me. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what I can do to improve this. Help me. Let's help each other. Not, hey, look, look what's going on. This is going to kill you. Hey, look, this is coming to you. Like, hey, now you need to close your doors. Hey, don't come out of your house. Hey, it's like, what, what, what's going on? It's like you're removing this hope from people. You're basically making them feel helpless in their homes like a sitting duck, just waiting and waiting until you're given the green light. Like, okay, let's go back to normal life, really. And I don't know. I, I, I couldn't stand that. I mean, I work outside. And I strive outside. I dislike being indoors. I don't like feeling that that sense of trapped. And I just, I, I couldn't do it. I, I genuinely tried for a good week. Like, okay, I'm going to disconnect myself from people. I'm just going to stay indoors. I couldn't do it. I had to go out. I had to get a breath of fresh air. I had to go out in the wilderness, you know. It's, it's, it's just a strange time. Yeah, definitely. And leading into our third point, being in living through this time, living through 2020, something that I've personally put a lot of emphasis on is something you've touched upon, which is perspective. Realizing that 2020 is a year, I hate how people say 2020 is a year like no other. Yes, there have been a lot of bad things that have happened in 2020, to 2020 but it's not a year like no other. There will be, there will never be another year like 2020 exactly in the way it happened, but there will be other times in the future, and there have been other times in the past where tragedy has struck a country or the entire world. Yeah. And another problem that I see with this is this perspective that people seem to carry because I've spoken with my sisters and my family and a lot of the times things that have happened previously in their life, say like two, three years ago, someone crashed into someone's car. Like, oh, this sucks. And admittedly so, it sucks. Yeah. But now the same exact incident happening in 2020 and it's like the end of the world. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh my, of course this happened. It's 2020. I knew this was going to happen. This year just sucks. Yeah. And you just go on and on and on about 2020 and 2020 and 2020. And you start attributing things to 
an abstract thing. Let's all keep in mind, this number 2020, we made that up. We decided to start counting at a certain point in time, but that number could easily be 4,000 for all we care. Yeah. It's an abstract number and it's an abstract measure of time. And so with that being said, we need to stop putting so much emphasis on, ooh, this year really sucks. This year specifically sucks. Or this month sucks. It's it's all abstract and it's all relative. And a little perspective will go a long way. Yeah. Change your outlook on life and your life will change you. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I Like I said, that's kind of how I was in the beginning. I was very much like a Debbie Downer. And I kind of just saw the negative side of everything, but I didn't really see the, the positivity. And as I started changing, you know, obviously my outlook started changing as well. And that's when I really started understanding that this year is really not all that bad at all. Yeah. yeah, there's been some setbacks. Yeah. But can't we say that about any other year? Can't we say that about any other time in life? Look back to, to 20, 2008, the Great Recession. Yeah. No, the, yeah, it was a recession, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Great Recession. The companies, and I'll just, of course, there are other things that, good things that came out of this, but the Great Recession was centered around a financial disaster. And from that financial disaster, Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, and some insane other companies sprung up from that. Yeah. And for 2020, look no farther than here, the Intrinsic Podcast. Bam. Bam. We've talked about doing this podcast for quite some time now. Yeah. And I'll ask you, what are the odds that out of the nine, nine and a half years of our friendship that we would start a podcast amid a pandemic, amid political unrest, amid protests? How bad can a year be if something good like this and various other things in other people's lives can come about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean... Just because something is going so bad or so negatively in, in your point of view doesn't mean that it's bad for everybody else. Yeah, I mean, you could be having a shitty day. You look right next door to your neighbor. He's probably having the best day of his life. Yep. And if somebody else can move past things, look the other way, and understand that things are going to happen, things will get better, then so can you. It's that simple. And, yeah, it is kind of crazy that out of – the years of knowing each other, this was the year when it started. Right. <laughs> but I but I think it, it matches. It goes, I don't think it, there would have been a better time to start it. With so much going on, there's so much to talk about. And, yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. It's like one of the crazier years. But this is the this is the seed that, that we're planting that's going to continue to sprout and grow into these uh, upcoming years. And, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe the world gets crazier. I mean, I maybe. wouldn't doubt it, but if it happens, we're ready. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, fuck. Knock on wood if there's wood somewhere here. That's all fake. <laughs> maybe next year is worse. Maybe the year after that is worse. Yeah. And I know for a lot of people, that sounds like, oh, that sucks. And even myself saying that is like, oh, I hope that's not true. But at the end of the day, I know that if that is true or or whether that's true or false, what gets done that year 
my progress that year is gonna depend on me. Yeah. A year like this brought me personally my first bachelor's degree, brought me this podcast, brought me a greater appreciation of what I have, brought me clarity in terms of my career and knowing that now I want to do entrepreneurship and this thing and that thing. Yeah. I started my 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 computer science masters. There's been so many things in this year that I'm extremely thankful for. But unfortunately, through getting stuck in that same sort of perspective and, and mentality of society, I haven't been able to appreciate and enjoy and savor as much because it's 2020, so it sucks. Yeah. A year like this, without the pandemic and without the protest, would have probably been my favorite year thus far in my life and one of the most successful ones. But simply because of this perspective, yes, the pandemic and, and the protests have been a stain on this year, but the perspective has been a greater stain upon the American people. Yeah. 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 It's very unfortunate. You know, I like I like to see the, the potential that people have. That's kind of like my go-to when I when I meet somebody, I kind of want to understand their vibe. I want to see where they're coming from, where they're going. And almost immediately, I, I see their inner potential. And what this year has done to so many people, it's made people believe that they're not, they're not, their, their inner potential is no longer there. It's made them believe that they're not capable, that they can't do it. It's brought people's hopes down. And, and that was really difficult to see. And I mean, had I not had the support system that I had at the time, I would have been one of those very same people. You know, you're mentioning the things that this year has brought for you. I mean, I've, I've grown my business a little bit. I started working on my truck that I'm rebuilding, but more importantly, I started rebuilding myself, my life. And that's, possibly that's, that's my favorite one. Oh, hell yeah. Mine too. And quite possibly at one of the worst times, uh, in in this time you know that we're in but that's just goes to show you there's there's never a wrong time to start if you have something that you want to do if you have something that you need to do there's no right time the right time was yesterday two weeks yeah. ago it's already it's already late it's start now before it's later why are you putting it off more and more imagine if me at the beginning of the year told myself oh this not this year no no sorry doc not this year Maybe maybe next year, you know, yeah. when when the world's doing a little bit better, then you, I'll then I'll start, start looking into myself. You start to check out. Yeah, it's like come on, man, to put off myself for a whole year right now where I'm at in my life, I would have slapped myself. I'd be like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Even a month, I think, is a disrespect to yourself. Like, oh, it's it's December, you know, last year of 2020. Fuck it, I'm just gonna be lazy and I'm gonna start fresh next time. Yeah. You know, now January, come January, I'm gonna get back to it. Yeah. You just wasted a, a month of your life, and that's unacceptable. And, you know, we ha we have our moments. I've had my moments, but the point is get back on track. If you take a day off, the next day, double up, you know, go stronger than you than day, the day before you took the day off, right? It's It's just a constant battle. It's a constant struggle. But, yeah, I mean, I just, when I see people like that, I just feel so bad for them because they don't even understand they're doing it to themselves. It's not the world. It's not the world. It's like, oh, the world made me go through what I'm going. Like, no, that's all you, man. 
Like you're putting yourself in that position. It's your outlook on life. It's your perspective. Yeah. Change that and it's, your whole life will change. Yeah. This this directly correlates to the to the words of wisdom from last episode where we're not saying that the world is nice. We're not saying that the world can't push you down and throw you to the ground. What we're saying is that there will always be outside influences on your life. Don't ever think that you're in this bubble that's untouchable. Yeah. There will always be family, friends, politics, climate, things that make your life harder. And this year, it's been the pandemic. It's been protests. It's been the election that's brought people a lot of anxiety, a lot of financial disaster. And although the and although the degree to which those things have happened this year may not necessarily happen in the years after, it will happen to some degree. Yeah. And so what we're saying is, in spite of these circumstances, you need to reflect, you need to acknowledge where you are, you need to acknowledge where you want to be. And so at the end of the day, at the end of the year, at the end of whatever time period, you can reflect back and think, okay, I did that despite going through this yeah yeah absolutely and it starts with communication you know reach out to somebody if you see them in trouble reach out to somebody if you feel like you yourself are in trouble communicate speak to each other understand each other and if you have fears if you have certain doubts conquer those fears conquer those doubts overcome them you know with any any punch that comes at you in life you know you move one side you move to the next you pull a little Mike Tyson, you know, you do a little mama dance, you know, Gotta you do get it. out of harm's way and you move on. You overcome, right? You adapt, you overcome. And I mean, this is, this. I mean, I should have said this when we're talking about like appreciation, but you know, I, I genuinely do appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast, everybody that supported us. And, you know, I appreciate you, appreciate my parents, appreciate my whole family, my friends, everybody that at one point or another, I've interacted with because they've all led up to this where I'm at right yeah. now in one way or another, whether it's with positive or negative. Yeah. With whether it was small, huge, it's all part of it. It's, it's all part of the experience, not Joe Rogan's experience, but my experience, <laughs> the intrinsic podcast experience. There you go. But yeah, I mean, we're going to get through this together guys. And if you guys do genuinely feel like down in the dumps and you don't have anybody that you can rely on, I mean, shit, hit us a DM. We have our Instagram at The Intrinsic Podcast. Hit us a DM and, you know, we'll try to get back to you guys, give you a little support system that will hopefully boost you up and bring you back up from where you you are. Yeah. Our our goal and our Gmail as well is just The Intrinsic Podcast at Gmail. Our goal with this podcast is multifaceted. We want to help people we want to help ourselves and the convergence between those two desires is building a community because the community helps the individual and the entire uh, small community yeah there's exchange of information there's a greater appreciation for what you're going through because you hear other people's stories there's just a lot that comes from building a community and so that's that's the primary goal of this this podcast inform 
build the community and then grow together. Literally, that's not a talking point. That's not a logo or motto or anything. That's yeah. genuinely what we are hoping to do with this. Yeah, and this in this community that we're that we're building, it's it's all inclusive. You know, ladies, gentlemen, young, older, LGBTQ plus. Yep, and all the other letters of the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I've yeah. I've lost track, but all of them as well. Yes. But no, everybody, genuinely everybody, you know, all jokes aside, where it's it's all inclusive. Everybody's welcome. And there's really nothing that separates us at the end of the day. We're all just, you know, kind of like a we'll have a soul. We all have our, our inner thoughts. We all have a heart and we can connect through that and look past our backgrounds, our finances, whatever, political, uh, you know, all that stuff. We, we can look past that and really just connect and bond through who we are on our, you know, innermost selves and look past all this other kind of mass and BS, really. Um, definitely, definitely. And as we, be, as we begin to look forward towards 2021, a valuable thing to start considering now is what was what were the things in 2020 that you didn't have time for that you didn't have the capability for maybe the energy for if you were dealing with stress anxiety what were the things that you couldn't do the things that you want to do next year and how do you want to invest how do you want to distribute both your time and energy in this upcoming year to accomplish your goals and and fundamentally change who you are in a positive manner yeah um this is a topic that i've really been wanting to talk about because now that we've been placed you know throughout this year in a position where we were limited to how much of our time and energy we could use because we weren't allowed to go out because we weren't allowed to work we weren't allowed to go work out we weren't allowed to go dine out now that you were restricted from your actual time, really, your energy usage, what did that make you feel? How did you feel when you weren't allowed to go do the things that you usually do, right, that you had once taken for granted? What did we feel, you know? Did you feel helpless? Did you feel like, oh, my time actually could have been used better now that I think about it, could have been used more towards working out instead of always eating out or I should have tried to start a business when I could have because now I can't or now the market isn't as open, right? Because people don't have as much money, right? Yeah. It's a reflection of how did you use your time and energy throughout this whole past year? And when we reached those points when we could no longer use our time and energy how we wanted to, what did it make you want to do? What was the first thing that you said, as soon as I get back outdoors, I want to do this? What was that thing? that you had restricted previously because you just thought, oh, I'll do it eventually, or you would put it off. But once you had all this restricted from you, what was that first thing that just like, bam, I want to go do this right now. Like I'm dying to go do this. What was like, go get a cup of ice cream, you know, or go hit the track, you know, do a couple laps or go for a long drive on the coast or do some traveling or speak more with loved ones or, start a a notebook, excuse me, or a little diary. You know, what was that, really? What was that for you, Juan? That's a very, very exciting statement. I haven't thought about this in that sense, but 
for me, without a doubt, it's traveling. Because as I was hearing you talk, you're saying, like, what are the things that made you happy, that make made you hopeful to start next year? Without a doubt, for me, it's it's it was traveling. Because I'm someone who just likes to try new things, see new see new things, meet different people, experience different cultures. I'm generally, and I know it's kind of a weird thing, but literally my happy place is airports. Oh, I yeah. know a lot of people attribute airports to stress and anxiety. I feel right at home at airports because I know that regardless of where, regardless of where I'm going, it'll be different than where I am presently. And I love that concept. The yeah. fact that I will get into an airplane be in one country, be in one state. And by the time those wheels touch the ground, I'm going to be in a completely different place. Yeah. I love that sort of concept. And so without a doubt, first thing I would do as soon as 2021 and the pandemic cools down a little bit is is for sure go travel. Where? I don't know. I have no idea. But I'm excited at the process of figuring that out. And you will. And you will. Yeah, I mean, what more exciting place than an airplane or an airport, you know, where all the bacteria and the viruses <laughs> from around the world can just join in one, right, in one place. Yes. Just it's a super, of It's a soup of virus and disease. Oh, man. <laughs> and That's, I love it. <laughs> it's just a playground for all of them. They're just all playing together, just joining up together. <laughs> I can just imagine them all now. <laughs> There's Band-Aids everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean... That's that's good. That's good that that you're aware that that's the thing that you're just you're missing, right? It's the missing piece of the puzzle for you right now. Yeah. For me, it's it's working out, but not just at a gym, but just like going on a run, going on a hike. And the thing about me is, I could go work out right now if I want if I wanted to, but I can't do it with a mask. Like I can't. It's it's I just can't do it. It's like in the way for me. I mean, I I've had. Uh, issues with breathing since I was like a little kid with like my lungs and all this weird stuff. So I'm not about to go wear a mask to go do a workout. It's just, it doesn't do it for me. I need to be able to be at my 100% capacity, whether it's breathing wise or mentality wise, but I got to go all the way with it. You know, if I commit to it, I got to go a hundred percent. And if I got to wear a mask, unfortunately it's, it's keeping me from that. But yeah. You know, I got a little 10, 20 pounders here in the room, you know, do every now and then yeah. just to just to knock off the dust off the old guns, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why are you laughing, Juan? Uh, uh, what? Oh, sorry. I just I just saw a funny meme. Are, are you are you, are you you don't think I got my guns right here? Like, <laughs> I, I just didn't get a ticket to the gun show is all I'm saying. Yeah, that's 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 what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> and you will not be allowed in to the gun show. That's OK. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, that's the main thing that I've been missing. Um, there was a lot of other things that were missing at the beginning of this year. But over time, I started working on those. So I've been constantly trying to work towards it. But in general, for me, it is my my inner peace, my mental strength. Um, that That is the most important thing for me. And that is something that I'm looking forward to working more towards more openly, more effectively when we return from uh, what I call the, the coronavirus vacation because yeah, it's kind of been like a vacation, really. Yeah, it's been a 
Just a period of reflection, I think, for a lot of people. No, just a vacation. I think reflection. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure, for me, travel and looking towards starting up my entrepreneurship ventures. Just in general, I, I don't really know if there are specific things beyond travel that I'm really looking forward to investing my time and energy in. Yeah. I just know that I'm looking forward to doing it and doing it efficiently because something that people often take for granted is the time that you have. You don't really think about, wow, I'm 24 now. You know, chances are I really only have another 60, 50 years in me. God damn. Nobody really thinks so about depressing. that. <laughs> it sounds depressing, right? <laughs> but it's a real thing and it's something that we have to keep in mind because there has to be this sense of urgency. You yeah. can't, I'm not saying you have to hurry up and, wow, you're only, you're, 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 you're only in, in your third year of college and you're already 25. Like, that doesn't matter. Do everything at your own pace, but make sure that pace has some sort of sense of urgency to get to wherever you specifically want to be. Yeah. Not what society dictates you to be, right? Not that, oh, I have to have kids and be married and have a house at 30 years old. Fuck all that bullshit. Yeah, Just fuck that shit. focus on what you want to do in life and what your own time frame is. And that's what I'm most excited about in the years that are coming because I'm very, very conscious about my time being a very limited resource. And I'm just excited to, frankly, put in some work. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I dig that, man. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I'm talking about. It's how are you investing your time? How are you investing your energy? <laughs> how are that's you investing your laughs? Because Juan definitely is investing them into the <laughs> podcast right now. <laughs> that got me there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about is... You have all this time. You have all this energy. Look at it as money, right? A penny is almost close to nothing, really. We're like, ah, yeah. just one cent. Uh, somebody gave me a change back. I dropped a penny. I'm not going to go back for that, Yeah. right? But then you got a dollar. Say, hey, whoa, that's a dollar bill. Like, hey, man, like, that's a dollar bill. Let's, let's be careful. There, make sure you pick that up. You see a dollar bill on the ground, you're going to go out of your way to pick that thing up. Yeah. And Unless you're Bill Gates. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but... People act that way with their own time. It's like, ah, well, 15 minutes of my time isn't too much. Yeah, I guess I could listen to this man speak about the Bible outside my house. But (laughs) 15 minutes over and over again within a week, that adds up to an hour. Uh, Eventually, within a month, it'll add up to a day. It's like, did you really just waste a day out of the month listening to somebody speak about something that doesn't interest you, doesn't apply to you, or... Did you really just spend time interacting with a subject that's just not doing anything for you? Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, Also, I've heard 15 minutes leads to 15% or more on car insurance. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> There's some weird lizard that keeps saying it on TV. <laughs> God, that guy's annoying. Yeah, that guy sucks. What's with that British accent? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's what it is, you know. You make of your life what you want it to be. And if you're not, It's because you're not investing your time or your energy properly. I'm trying to spread myself as much throughout the day with different things. Whether I wake up, I'm working, 
Okay, off work. All right, let's go work on uh, rebuilding a truck or something. Okay, off work, off of uh, working on the truck. All right, let's go home. Let's work on the podcast a little bit. Let's come up with some ideas. Let's reflect on this. And if anything else, if you're doing nothing else at the very least, at the end of your day or at some point during your day, take some time for yourself. Think about yourself. Put yourself first. Even like myself, I love to help people. I love reaching out to people. I will literally do everything for somebody if I know it's going to help them. But I still need to come back home. I still need to have my sanity. I still need my inner peace. And you need that. There's no way we can function without it. Take some time for yourself. If that means you set yourself up a bubble bath with your little ducky, so be it. If that means that you go treat yourself and get some enchiladas, you know, some extra cheese on there, mm, get that shit, son. If that means that you're going to go on a drive, do it. Bump some uh, some Tupac or something on the way, you know, get yourself in the mood, get the vibe going, do it. But do what's right for you. Do what you need. Take care of yourself. Make time for yourself. And that's what I really feel like is the most important thing that people should take out of 2020 is did you use your time efficiently before the pandemic? If you didn't, once the pandemic hit, you really, really realized that. You're like, oh, fuck, man. Like, this shit is fucked. Like, now I don't even... I couldn't even do this if I wanted to, right? So reflect on that, analyze it, realize what you need to change so that when we're coming out of this pandemic, when we're coming out of the coronavirus vacation, you're ready to take action. You know what you want to change, you know what you need, and you know what you want. Yeah, definitely. Very, very well said. Another thing I hope people take with them from this year is the ability to adapt because we've all been forced to adapt, not being able to do everything we want to outside, whether it be for leisure or for really business and school, you've had to adapt. And I hope that people maintain that same level of flexibility in what they want and how they can achieve that. I think that's a good place to end it with the words of wisdom. Yeah, let me, let me take you guys into a different place. Let's take five seconds to just catch your breath. Deep breath. This uh, segment brought to you by Omar (laughs) is uh, a very special segment. These words of wisdom are actually written and thought of by our very own Juan J. Martinez. (laughs) Keep in mind, these are thoughts of a high schooler, but I think they're pretty good. (laughs) They're the thoughts of a genius, of a young (laughs) philosopher in the works. What are you talking about? Go ahead. Here we are. Are you ready for what is to become of your life? If you have answered yes, you're a fool. Oh. (laughs) The concept behind that really just came about me in high school and me in college always wanting to be ready. I would always look at them here and say, are you ready? You ready? This is going to be a good... Psycho. This is, <laughs> is going to be a good a good day, but are you ready? You have a test today. You have a quiz today. You have to work out today. Are you ready? I would always ask myself even before starting a set. Yeah. And I started seeing the flaws in doing that because almost every time I asked myself that, I just never answered anything to myself. And... Hmm. I started realizing I started questioning why why am I not really answering myself in that? And 
the very logical answer is I'm not ready. I'm never ready. And none of us are ever ready for anything. We were never ready for how 2020 turned out. Yeah. And chances are we will never be ready for how the rest of our lives turn out. But that doesn't matter. Success, failure, nothing is dependent on you being ready. What it's dependent on is you taking action in spite of you being scared, in spite of you being intimidated, in spite of the world crumbling around you. What matters the most is you taking action, not your not who you are right now, but who you want to be. That is amazing. That is beautiful. <laughs> Everybody, let's give it up for Juan J. Martinez. <laughs> Juan, give it up for yourself because you're the only other person here. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I love that, man. That's, that's, how we, uh, that's how we clicked back in the day because we were both so far out there in the realm of, of just thinking outside the box of what's going on, why is this happening, questioning everything, right? And, and I agree, there really is no way to be ready with everything that we promote and everything that we speak about. It's to set yourself up for success, to be as prepared as possible. But ultimately, anything can happen. Anything can change. And that's something that we accept. And there's really not much you can do about it. Life takes twists and turns all the time. It's happened to me. It's happened to Juan. It'll happen to you. But that doesn't mean that you have to throw in the towel before it even you even get there. You set yourself up for success. And if you're really striving and working towards that goal that you've set for yourself, whatever twist and turn that life throws at you won't even matter. You'll just go right past it. And really, that's that's what matters the most is just set yourself up for success. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Love others. And take care of others as well. Definitely. Happy holidays, everyone. We will see you guys next year. Oh, in Ooh, the new year. That sounds like a long time from now. A few days. But a yeah. few days. <laughs> yeah. 2021. That's It's going to be another great year, guys. And, and thanks so much for supporting us this far. And uh, we're going to be continuing to bring you great, pro- great podcasts. And happy holidays and happy new year. And we will see you next year. Thank you, guys. Yeah.